Hey, welcome to Talk It Out Tuesday, where we're taking the message from Sunday and just talking it out a little bit. My name is John, if we haven't met before, and whether you're watching on YouTube or you're listening to me on the podcast, I'm just so stoked that you've joined me, whether it's on Tuesday or on another day. You'll have to forgive me. Normally, you would know I'm a coffee drinker. Um, I've gone with tea. If you hear it in my voice, I've been a little bit under the weather for uh, about a week now, and so uh, we'll get through this with some tea. If you've missed the message on Sunday, uh, go to our YouTube channel. The message is called It's Fine Part 2 Emotional Habits, and that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about a little bit more What does it look like to have strong emotional habits? Why should we have strong emotional habits? What's the point of investing into our emotional hygiene, right? That's what we've been talking about in this series, that we need to spend as much time on our emotional hygiene as we do on our physical hygiene, on our dental hygiene, because we know what it looks like to look after our wounds, right? You get a wound in your arm, you got to look after it or else it's going to be infected. Sometimes we get psychological wounds. Sometimes we get emotional wounds. And if we leave it to be a later problem, then it's going to be a greater problem because that wound is going to get infected. I'm sure you know people around you that you just wish they'd stop saying it's fine because you know that really it's not fine. You know that they're just trying to bury the emotions beneath them. They don't want to engage with them. Maybe it's a fear thing. We're afraid that if we actually engage with our emotions or we unturn those boulders, right? We turn over those leaves. We're afraid what we're going to find. So often out of fear, we'll just suppress them. But the more we suppress them, the more emotions that we suppress, the fuller our emotional bottle becomes and an explosion happens. And the question that I had on Sunday is why would we wait to get to that point in our life? Why would we wait to fill up our bottles when we can address the mess where it is and we can move forward? Because often, so many of us wait until we're at rock bottom before we move forward. And what, and what we can do, what I hope that you can do, what I want to do, is avoid the explosion. Avoid rock bottom. Continue to invest into our emotional hygiene. And how do we do that? Well, on Sunday, we talked about developing emotional habits in our life. Because here's the reality. Whether we like it or not, and there are some variables to this, but whether we like it or not, we are the sum of our habits. The life that you are living right now, you choose to live. Obviously, there are external circumstances that we can't control, but there are many things in our life that we can control and we just choose not to. We choose, And there could be many reasons why we choose not to. But And so on Sunday, I talked about emotional habits. And here's the bottom line from the message. Here's what it was. It was establishing healthy habits will benefit the relationships that you care about most. When we establish healthy habits in our life, healthy emotional habits, you're not just benefiting you, but you're actually benefiting everybody around you. We talked about this on Sunday. You've heard the phrase before, you reap what you sow. But in this case, when with your emotional habits, other people will also reap what you sow. Because when you sow strong emotional habits into your life, you're going to be a better husband, you're going to be a better wife, you're going to be a better brother, a better sister, a better co-worker. You're just going to be a better person. 
When we invest into our emotional hygiene, when we develop strong emotional habits, everybody wins. So when I was thinking about how could we take this conversation a little bit deeper, I hope you're here because you want to take things a little bit deeper. Uh, I thought, well, let's look at the life of Jesus and find four habits that he had that we can implement into our life today, not tomorrow, not the next day, because what I know for my life, if I don't implement something immediately, it probably isn't going to happen. On Sunday, I read a scripture where Jesus was confronting that very same thing with his disciples. He said, don't you have the saying, this is in John chapter 4, verse 35, don't you have the saying, it's still four months until harvest? I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. He's saying that, don't you procrastinate all the time? Look at what you have the opportunity to do right now. And so when we look at these four habits that Jesus had, I want to encourage you, let's implement them into our lives immediately. Uh, you know that having people around you to keep you accountable is the best way to start a habit. It's very difficult to start a habit on your own. So maybe put in the comment section, I'm going to start this habit so that people can follow up on you. I don't know. You look after your own accountability. But let's look at what are the four habits that Jesus had that we can implement right away. So the first habit that I could find pretty easily about Jesus was he would attend weekly gathering. Now, this isn't a call out for you just to attend church every Sunday, but Jesus had a habit a custom, it says, to attend a weekly gathering. This is what it says in Luke chapter 4, verse 16. It says, He went to Nazareth, where he'd been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up and read. So Jesus had a habit with gathering with people on a weekly basis. What I love about attending a Sunday gathering is it gives two things. It gives me the opportunity to change my perspective. Whether it's been a hard week or a hard morning or a scree we were screaming at each other in the car on the way to church, whatever it is, uh, that's an intentional time to change my perspective, take my perspective off what I'm going through, off myself towards my Heavenly Father. And whenever we can do that, we begin to get a better sense of gratitude for everything that's around us. So I love a Sunday gathering that it changes our perspective. Secondly, it gives us an opportunity to have self-reflection, to look at what's going on in the inside of my heart and asking the dangerous question, God, search my heart. And if you find anything that's impure, unclean, that's an opportunity to lay that down before God and ask for forgiveness, to take something off your plate, because so often we carry around these burdens that it's not holding anyone back except for us. So Sunday gives us an opportunity to change our perspective, but it also gives us the opportunity to have self-reflection. So that was Jesus's first habit that he had. He attended weekly gatherings. Second, he broke bread with people. Everywhere you look, Jesus was with people, except for the times that he isolated himself to be with his heavenly father. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. But Jesus was always in community. He had a habit of being with other people. And that's a habit that I think that we can implement into our life. We say at the Rock Christian Family that life is better in circles, not rows. We're designed for relationship with God and God's people. And so if you feel like you're isolated, it's like I said, it's really hard for us to form habits in our lives on our own. 
So the habit that I want you to start is find community. Don't stop being in community like we are in the habit of doing sometimes. I found it really interesting when we are forced into isolation with COVID that the longer the isolation happened, the more you heard people say, oh, I just can't wait to be with people, right? Because that option was taken away from us. But when the restrictions were lifted, maybe for a week people would gather together, but people just went back into their natural habitat, which was isolating themselves. We have the habit of isolating ourselves because truthfully, it, it's easier often to not gather with people, especially if you're an introvert. But to be the best version of you that God created you to be, we got to be in the habit of being in community. And Jesus, Jesus modeled that for us. He was always in community. So thirdly, what did Jesus do? He prayed to his heavenly father. We, Jesus always wanted to make sure that that connection with him and God was pure, that it was clean. That was his number one priority. Everything else was important. But if he didn't have that right, nothing else mattered. So Jesus had a habit of disappearing often at times to make sure that he was in constant communication with his heavenly father. So that was his third habit. And the fourth habit is similar to the first. When he was praying, he'd often seek out the will of God. He wanted to know what God's will was in his life. Right before he was going to the cross, he knew exactly what was about to happen. He said this, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. I, I wish there was another way, Jesus is saying. Is there any other way to save mankind? Jesus says, yet not my will, but yours be done. So that's Luke chapter 22, verse 42. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will. It doesn't matter at this point what I want, but yours be done. I want to live my life reflecting the will that you have for me. So those were Jesus's four habits. Number one, Jesus would attend weekly gatherings. Number two, he lived in community. Number three, he prioritized praying to his heavenly father every single day. And number four, he wanted to do the will of God. So those are four habits of Jesus that we can implement into our lives immediately. And remember, when we establish strong, healthy, emotional habits, it will benefit the relationships that we care about most. Let's not wait until we get to this point where we're about to have an emotional breakdown, but let's empty our emotional bottles. Let's form strong emotional habits because when we sow into our emotional habits, other people will reap the reward. Thanks for joining me for Talk It Out Tuesday. Can't wait to see you next week as we talk out the final part of our series that we're in, It's Fine.